happening. I thank God for the gift of life. I thank God for the furtherance of life. I thank God because he's God. And this is impact on a Sunday morning like this. And it's just amazing what God is said to do in our lives. And thank you guys so much. You know, that listen to the podcast from every part of the world. And it's really, really very important. Uh, you guys, you know, take the messages from the podcast. So just use it to transform your life. The podcast I always put on my Twitter page. At Rufi the Fire. That's R-U-F-F-Y-D-F-I-R-E. And a lot of people. A lot of people, I should say, are keen into this from every part of the world. And it's just amazing. A lot of people are keen in, into every part of the world. And thank you so much. Thank you. Real quickly, I want to talk about this. And I'll continue this Sunday morning from where we stopped last week. And it's it's really, 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 really it's really important that we put the right wisdom and the right knowledge and the right information out there for people. And that's why I'm going to continue with the word crisis today. But the angle at which we're going to look at crisis will shift You know, there's sometimes that the devil used crisis to affect you. But it's not every time. There's sometimes that it is a self-made crisis. And you need to get this in totality. Most of the time, or some of the time, the crisis you go through in life is orchestrated by you. You are the one that makes the crisis. You are the one, due to your habits and your character, have drawn unnecessary fire to yourself. Sometimes it is your own hand that you use to pull in the crisis to your life. We should be careful. A lot of the time, it's not that it's the devil that is trying to manipulate anything in your life. Most of the time, it is you. It is you. It is you by your behavior. By your habits. You use your own hand to draw unnecessary hate to yourself. I'm not saying people wouldn't hate you if they if they want to hate you. But some of it is by your own hands. Sometimes you are so unstable that people don't know who you truly are. Then it starts to bring crisis to your life. People don't know who you truly are. People don't get who you are. Because you say one thing today, and you say another one tomorrow, because somebody probably somewhere has given you money. 
you don't have integrity and people can't even trust what you say because they always feel it's who that pays the piper the highest that dictates your tune. For some people, just the beginning of their own crisis. For some people, it's an integrity crisis. There are some businessmen in Nigeria that if they tell you that the sun is shining, go and look at it properly. It has rained cats and dogs. You have some friends. They always complain that you don't help them. But deep inside of you, you know that you can never help them because of their character. Because why will you help somebody that will destroy your name and destroy the help? Because they don't have good character. You have some friends, they can't keep a job. Do you know, at least how we are saying jobs are so hard to find in this country? There are some people that just to get up 7 a.m. in the morning and go to a place of work. Even if you rent a place for them in their working place, they will not still go there. A lot of crises are self-made. That's why it's come back to you to take personal responsibility. The word crisis sometimes starts by not taking personal responsibility for your life. A lot of people can't take personal responsibility for their life and they're blaming God for their crisis and the devil and in fact it is death that caused the crisis we should be careful we should be careful a lot of us have mortgaged our destiny today because we can't work hard and we are blaming our future for the crisis that has come upon our lives We should be careful. We should be careful. We should be careful. A lot of us have caused all sorts of problems for ourselves by our own hands. We should be careful. <laughs> you see, we are doing some things to destroy our own selves without knowing. And most of the time, it's not because people don't like you. The question is, do you even like yourself with the way you are treating yourself? With the way you are destroying your own personal image out there, do you think you like yourself? Because if you do, you will not do some of the things you do. A lot of you are delusional. That's the beginning of your crisis. Delusional. Very, very delusional. <laughs> when there's much ado about nothing to you. Please check yourself. I think you are wrecking yourself already. I think. 
that you are wrecking yourself already. So please, I beg you, check yourself. Because if you don't leave your delusion in the board, you might just be wrecking yourself. And a lot of you have wrecked yourselves listening to me. How? Oh, arrogance. There's also a crisis of arrogance. You know, one of the biggest crises in society today is ignorance. Ignorance. Some people are just ignorant. They don't know anything. Jack. They don't know. They don't know. And the shocking thing is, they are the most arrogant. The ignorant ones are the most arrogant. You are wrecking yourself quicker than anything. It, you see, and don't mistake it. Don't try to justify your stupidity by calling it, oh, maybe God is taking me to a case of Job. You are no Job. Don't fool yourself. You are just ignorant. Don't try to put yourself in a matadom. You are no Job. I beg you. You are no job. Stop deceiving yourself. There's a lot of people like to. Eh, it's me against the world. It's a lie. You are ignorant. You know, Sabi. Mm. Stop trying to act funny. Mm. Oh, they don't like me. They don't like me. They they envy me. <laughs> Madam, maybe you are getting it twisted though. It's not necessarily envy. Your character is bad. It's only you. You fight everybody in the place of work. You don't have a sweet spirit. Your spirit is feisty. Your spirit is feisty. So is it only you? Is it only you? Then when the crisis comes, you start to say, run from failure to post, pastor, pray for me. All you just need to do is to check yourself. There are many things that you don't need prayer for. There are many challenges that you don't need prayer for. It's not everything. Some you just need to check yourself. And it will fix. Be kinder to people. Stop seeing people like they are beneath you. Once you can do good to people, some doors will open. But the problem with you is that you are the one shutting so many doors for yourself by your own hands. Because you are not careful on how you treat people. And when you are not careful on how you treat people, then there becomes a problem. Because you don't treat people with respect, you don't treat them with love, you don't treat them with equality. 
So be careful. Half the time, it's just you. Half the time, it's just you. It's just you. It is just your character speaking so loud that it's attracting a lot of negativity to you. Half the time, it might not be people against you. Because for you, you want to blame everybody but yourself. But it is from you that everything is going wrong. It is from you that things are going amiss. It is from you that the fault is coming out. Be careful. Be careful. Be careful. Sometimes you're not just getting it right. And please, half the time, everybody's not your problem. It might just be you not getting it right. Be careful. You are using your own hands to destroy yourself. You are blocking so many doors for yourself. You are creating your own personal crisis without knowing. The reason why you say a lot of people are chasing you, they want to kill you because of your money. You are the one that went to show off in a party to show them that you have money in the first place. You forget the Yoruba saying that you shouldn't even taman for what Bojeni. You are using your own hands to cause too many problems for yourself. That's why I'm begging you to be careful. Please. You are. You are using your own hands to destroy your own destiny yourself. It's not that the world hates you. But the question is, do you really love yourself? If you love yourself, you will not act the way you are doing. If you truly love yourself, you will not act the way you are doing. Because the way you are acting shows you don't love yourself. Be careful. I want you today to re-examine yourself and ask, am I a demon? Ask yourself. Because, or maybe demons are, are spoiling your lots. Ask yourself, am I a demon? 
It's a very important question. Or do I have, am I demon possessed? Because the way some people behave, they draw so much negativity. They sabotage everything in their lives. Including people that come your way. And you're asking, why, why am I facing crisis? Why will you not face crisis? You promised five different women marriage. You all have a child for you. You have five different baby mama. You are happy as a man. You're using that one to brag. You're already disjointed for life. It's because society will not tell you the truth because they are collecting small money from you. But if you have people to tell you, they will tell you the truth that you can't have five different child in five different homes. Even having five different child from one woman is a lot of challenge already. Now say five different child from five different women. And you are doing young fine boy now. Don't worry. It's when you are old, you will understand what I'm saying. A lot of you, is 30, 40 years from now, you will get it. And as I know, it's always the last case. Why are you pulling Christ into your life? Because you want to show off in society. You want to say, I've arrived. You think all the people you are buying luxury cars to show off to, you think they care about you? Taisho Larry said, if you think you are indispensable, dip a stick in a bucket of water. The little hollow form will show you how people think that. People don't care about you. You are just running a rat race for nothing. And there are some social circles you think money will make you enter. People will still laugh at you and say, this one is trying to fill a monk. So why don't you just stay on your lane and be yourself and cause less crisis for your life? There are some crises that are caused by people. People will not just like you for who you are. But there are some. And the most important ones sometimes are the ones caused by ourselves. Some people, it's their mouth that is causing crisis for them. The Yoruba have is saying, Iwofalenu, their mouth. Let's think. Let's think critically. This is a message for sober reflection today. You know, it's not every time we excite ourselves, we tell ourselves the truth. Because this is impact with refine. These are the truth and people will not be able to tell you somewhere. And please, if all your friends are telling you you are good, you are good, you are good, you must have one friend that can tell you your mouth is smelling. If you are the most intelligent person in the room, leave that room. Because that's not a good room. You can never learn. Average age of my friends are 50, 60. The people I call friends, so, and a lot of acquaintances, so, the people that I call the average age is 50, 60. I must have somebody I can learn from. I must have people that can tell me, oh, you are wrong. Okay, how can I do it better? And some of you, there's nobody that can talk to you in this world. Every time it's like you put fire in your head. When you when they when they when they talk one, you talk fifty. Not every feedback is bad. They are feeding you back to let you know how you can be better. It's subsidized learning. For some of you, you have a very cantankerous spirit. The first husband has gone. The second one has not stayed. The third one has gone. 
There are lots of you when they hear you reason for leaving the first husband have flimsy reason. How can he tell me to go cook? How can he? Does he know who my father is? Now your papa make the money. Now you they shout the money. Why when would you go and make your own and leave your own impact? There are some women is their father's name that chase them away from the marriage. Because when they call the father's name 50 times, a young man that just acting like say, ah, you rather go and marry your father. Who? Do you know my surname? Put yourself down. Let God carry you up. Humble you. As I am, I will tell you flat, I'm not perfect. I've made mistakes. I've made mistakes everywhere. Woe betide me if I come here and tell you that I'm perfect. If I come here to tell you I'm perfect, woe betide me. I am not a saint. I am a work in progress. Can I do things better? Yes. It's because I know you can do it better. That's why I'm coming to tell you this. I'm not coming to say it from a saint's perspective. Have I made the mistake I'm talking about today? Yes. But when I learned in life, I do better. Because we don't know it all. But your greatest ability is that once you learn the mistake, you do better. Let's take calls this morning. 0700-993-993-993. This is on the podcast already. Please share it at Rufi the Fire. It's going to be hey, welcome to yet another exciting time on the radio. It's Impact for Rufi, and it's more than a joy I've been here today. I'd like to thank all of you for your time and thank you so much as you joined us every Sunday as we do this. Uh, it's still the Think series, and I, hopefully I could just stretch it to uh, another two or three weeks more because there are just some ideologies I'm debunking. Uh, Still on the Think series, and you can get the podcast if you go to my Twitter page at Rufi the Fire, R U F F Y D F I R E, or just go to the Rufi Speaks podcast. Just Google it up, Rufi Speaks podcast. You'll be able to get it. It's an Apple podcast. It's on all, all the podcasts. It's on Anchor, it's on uh, Spotify, and great, great, great viewership, uh, great uh, listenership from all over the world. Thank you guys so much. So, as I was saying, the Think series, why do you think you have to steal to be successful? Why? Why do you think you have to steal loot national treasure to be successful? Why do politicians think they have to steal to be successful? Why do you in that company think you have to steal to be successful? Is it because the successful people you see around are people that have stolen? Or let me use the word, very funny word, my coinage, stealers. <laughs> Is that the reason? You see, because you don't just think that nobody can eke out an honest, decent living in this country without stealing. Is it because you think that nobody can get anything done without stealing or patronage of some form? Is that the initial idea you have or what you've seen? And the funny thing about our society is we don't know how powerful media is. Media constantly shows us the glamorous story of thieves. They adorn our glossy pages here and there. Their parties are the parties to die for. But you know the guy's going through a trial because he stole XYZ billions. 
but the society glitterati and everybody come to his party and tell him that he's a good man and he's a jolly good fellow so is that what you see every time and you want to be appreciated and don't get me wrong every human being wants fame i mean if you go and read a lot of sigmund freud you know that the human mind wants fame it wants adulation it wants celebration and glory no matter who you are even if you think oh I don't care about it. It's a lie. If they give it to you, take it. Is that what you see? But let me tell you something. That do you know that stealing is as a result of a myopic mindset? Stealing is is as a result of a myopic mindset and a mind that is not ready to do anything. Just like kidnapping people and hurting people for money is as a result of a myopic thinking. And it's a very, very myopic thinking. I'm going to prove it to you. I tell you this. If you truly put your mind to it, the wealth you envisage, you can truly create. And it's the capacity of your mind. And how does wealth come? It comes by you creating value. Any form of value. As long as within legitimate means, it's value. So wealth comes by bettering the lot of humanity. And you can expose yourself to that level of wealth, even without stealing. But it's because your mind has not thought hard and long enough about it. Point one. Politicians that steal... They forget that if they truly use the money to benefit a lot of people, then society will become a whole lot better. Just imagine, they steal a lot of money and they fall sick. Because the money was supposed to be used for the health care, nobody gets good health care. They still have to travel abroad and probably they die in the health ambulance. But they forget that if they had truly spent the money on health care, it was going to put a ricocheting effect in society. Medical suppliers will be able to make new means of income. Doctors will be able to make new means of income. And the generality of population will be a whole lot better. And that will have created more industries. Because the guy that makes the medical equipment will be able to service his industry because money is actually coming for him to be able to service his industry because he has to deliver medical equipment to the hospital then you will have created one new industry called the medical equipment industry in Nigeria. And that industry will need people to work for them. And when people come in to work for them, then they get money in their pockets and there's a cascading effect in society. So as new industries are created, it gives you more capacity to be able to make wealth. But if you steal that money, that ought to be used at the medical hospital, the doctors can purchase the things they need to purchase. The medical equipment manufacturer cannot manufacture. And then you create poverty. And that's why corruption creates poverty. Because in the long run, you keep shortchanging yourself all the immense possibilities you could have got in society. And the thing about society is, the more you create or the more you are pioneers and you create new streams of income, the more propensity you have to make wealth in society, the more propensity the government has to collect taxes, 
and use the money for the betterment of people. So for every time you have corrupt, corruptly taken government fund, rather than using it to boost the economy, what you have done is you have short-circuited the flow of wealth in Nigeria. Have you ever wondered when coronavirus happened, what the American government did do was to put out a spending fund close to about $6 trillion now to be able to put money in the hands of people so that businesses can open and America can get a paycheck in their pockets. You know why the government is doing that? Because they know that if they create more sources of wealth and people get back to work and people are actually working, then you can balance out the negative effects of coronavirus on the economy that are stopping from working for a long time. And secondly, you can start to create new channels of wealth again. And the more new businesses open, the more sectors open, the more factories open, then you are creating new channels of wealth. And the more you create it, then you can have access to greater wealth. So for those that still, what they forget in a hurry is that rather than creating new channels of wealth that everybody can make money from, they'll make them more money. They have short-circuited the channel of wealth when they stole. So the highest form of stupidity is the stealing of government funds. When that money can be earmarked for necessary industries to create new channel of wealth. But it's a myopic thinking that when you steal the money, you go to put it in a foreign account where that same country uses the money to create new channel of wealth and invest in its own economy. So when you steal and go to take money abroad, you have just made another country richer rather than anything. And that's why when you look, it's so easy for us to say, oh, we are repatriating the Abacha fund from overseas. But do you know how much the Swiss government has made in interest of that money over the years? Just think of it. Yeah, they can return the money to you. But do you know how much they've made in the interests? Off that money over the years. Do you know how many businesses that have been set up that they have used that money to trade? Do you know how many loans they had given to Swiss startups from that money? And those Swiss startups had in turn paid back the money and they had gotten an interest over. So when you steal and you take a resource overseas, it's a celebration of the stupidity you have and it's a myopic thinking. Because what you have done invariably is you have short-circuited wealth. It's just like when they give you money to build roads. And you steal most of the money, your tall contract give you half of the money. And you take over 60% of the contract sum. And when you take over 60% of the contract sum, because you're the government uh, representative that's going to sign up the papers. And you say the contractor should go and work with the rest. So what you have done is this. If the contractor was supposed to employ 15 people before, because you have taken 60% of the contract sum, he will now employ 5 people. An average Nigerian family is 4. So, the contractor that was supposed to employ 15 times 4, 60 people. So, for every 60, every 15 people he employs, 60 people benefit because the size of family is 4. Then because of the corruption you did that you took out of the money, he employs five people, then four people benefit. If an average Nigerian family is four, then instead of 60 people benefiting from that wealth, 20 people will now benefit. 
So you have lost 40 people the chance of benefiting from that same road that ought to be done because you wanted to eat all the money and keep it in a foreign bank account. So when you have done that, just imagine what the 60 people will have used that money to do, how they could bless other 60 people. And that's the trickle effect of wealth in society. But when you block it by corrupt means, then you block the path to wealth creation. And I tell you what, there are billionaires in America today that just do medical insurance. So, do you know the trillions of naira embedded in the healthcare sector in this country? If only people have not been corrupt. The NHIS, for instance, if people have not been corrupt with the money, health insurance in Nigeria, do you know the billions of people have benefited from health insurance and people have contributed to health insurance? I'm just trying to explain to you the cascading effect of what corruption does. Corruption would definitely breed poverty. And what a lot of people don't know is that for every time you are corrupt, you short circuit production and the productive capacity of every economy. I'll give you another instance. Thomas Edison didn't have the money, but he had the idea. He had worked on a light bulb, tried about 5,000 times. Then he went to meet J.P. Morgan, James Pierport Morgan. Then he said, let me try this new technology called electricity. Then James Pierport Morgan said, okay, try it out. Then he tried it out and it worked. It was a success. Then James Pierport Morgan gave him some money to build power factories. Then as electricity started to boom, that people knew that electricity worked, then people like Longy Baird could invent the television that worked with electricity. Then they invented radios that work with electricity. Then they invented lightings and a lot of other things that work with electricity. Then everything started to build around electricity. Because just because of the creation and the money put in the electricity sector, a new ecosystem of electricity was generated. As at 1800, nobody will have created anything that worked on electricity. But after the late 1800s, that Thomas Edison perfected electricity, started building General Electric uh, powerhouses and things like that, then a new ecosystem emerged from that that powered American economy. Then people had electricity in their homes, they had neon lights, and they had things like that. Then even a new advertising sector based on electricity started. Neon light advertising and all of that. Then the subset of the electricity sector is what trillions of naira today. Because Pierport Morgan gave the financial enablement for Thomas Edison and then he could start up the revolution of electricity and a lot of people bought into it. Just imagine, what if James Pierpoint Morgan had not given the money to be able to build that electricity powerhouses to Thomas Edison. Then a lot of people will never benefit. And that's why, in conclusion, before I take calls, and that's why Henry Ford wrote a book in 1925. He called it Today and Tomorrow. And he said something in that book. He said, we must all be pioneers. That means we must all go start new industry. It is when we start new industry, wealth will be created. The problem why poverty is pervasive is because even the industries we had either to close because of bad policies or corruption or whatever it is.
Take, for instance, is a good friend of mine. I'll bring him on the show. He's a newspaper, he writes newspaper articles, a top journalist, Le Conchotter. Le Conchotter told me the story of how his parents owned a factory called Sokas. Sokas was one of the largest lace producing factories in this country. In fact, they had partnership from an Austrian company. And I said, when Sokas was doing well, Sokas was employing 5,000 people. But because of the economic retrogression and everything, Sokas shut down. Just imagine you taking 5,000 jobs away from people. Then society would definitely regress. So the reason for the absolute poverty we've had is because we have taken opportunities away where we need to reproduce those opportunities. So that's why the greatest form of myopic thinking is stealing government funds that ought to be used to benefit the lot of the people. Think. Let's take calls. 0700-993-993-993. Yeah, mm-hmm. Alrighty, welcome. Uh, yet another beautiful day right here. And at 9.3 Nigeria Info. So this Sunday, it's going to be really very quick. I'd like to thank all of you. Goodness me, the streaming of uh, the messages here has been awesome. We've got 3,000 streams now on Anchor and Spotify and other platforms. 3,000 streams. You know, we started the streaming thing a couple of uh, months ago. So all you just need to do is just refi podcast or go to my Twitter page at Rufidify, R-U-F-F-Y-D-F-I-R-E. You see the link to it to get the podcast of this message we're about to start today. All the messages go out there on the podcast. It's still the Think series. I think I'll probably wrap up with this. Why do you think that anybody owes you something? Why do you think that anybody owes you something? You see, that's a very erroneous thinking we have too much in this part of the world. And the reason why we don't succeed is the fact that we think that everybody owes us something. And let me shock you today. Not your father, not your mother, not your husband, not your wife, not your friends, owe you anything. I know a lot of people are going to say, Rufai, what are you saying? Yes, they don't owe you anything. If they do for you, they do because, yes, they are obliged to do for you. But it's not that they owe you. It's not that if they don't do for you, your life should end as a result of that. Because I hear a lot of arguments. And you see, we're in the era of cancel culture. It is now we are so quick to cancel everything. And say, oh, my father wasn't there for me. That's why I couldn't become a success in life. Hello? The narrative is wrong. Nobody owes you anything. I'm not disputing the fact that I'm supposed to send you to school and take responsibility. But what I'm asking is, is it the end of the world because he didn't take responsibility? Should it be the end of your world? Shouldn't that be a panacea for you to do well? 
Because you need to think of it critically. Just like a lot of citizens say, oh, we go kidnapping people because there is no job in the country. So what about those that don't have jobs that are not kidnapping people? Or what about those that have not had job in a while but they are looking for decent means of creating job? Are they stupid? Are they mad? Is that what you mean? Because we give all sorts of excuses. We have normalized crime in this country because of poverty. We say, oh, it's because people are poor, that's why they're going to crime. No. Crime is a personal decision. It can be aided and abated by poverty. I wouldn't argue that. But it is still your own personal conviction that makes you go into crime, one way or the other. It is not the height of the poverty. It is the height of your own personal greed. Because there are people that are poor that have not taken to crime and are not taken to drugs. So everything comes back to you. And that's why I like motivational speakers, but I don't like them too much. Because they are the cause of a lot of destruction by people giving people false hopes and false expectations. I'm not here to spoil market for them. But you also need to let people know that life is serious business and it depends on them. And sometimes in life, you really need to do the hard work. You need to stress. Because it is the stress that brings out the best in you. It's not, oh, you're going to make it. You're going to, no, 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 no. Life can be tough. It is tough, in fact. And you need to go through stress to become better. That's why there's Hooke's law in physics that says once you pass your elastic limit, you never return to the original size you were once at. So it is when you stretch, you start to see new possibilities. We have built a society that doesn't have mental strength. A lot of people are not quick to reach their elastic limits. They are, they are not even reaching elastic limits here, they are complaining. We need to build mental resilience. And parents, please, I know you've made all the money in the world. Treat your children right and show them the value of money. Don't spoil them because you want to make them have the good things of life. Let them know the value of money. Let them start working early. Let them come to you for office. Let them to start to end their salary. Don't just give them allowance. Let them understand that the Naira end is what more than the Naira that they give you. Because you see, we've built a very bad society, a very entitled society, and that's the reason for all the problems. And all of that was just heightened by politicians and the shenanigans they do. So everybody becomes very entitled. And all you just need is a couple of AK-47s. You formed your own squad. People are kidnapping here and there. And we build an unwholesome society because of this entitlement mentality. And we need to change because we cannot grow if we don't change. We must discover, discover our mental strength and we must toughen it up. The fact that you are poor is not an indication for crime. Nobody owes you anything. 
In fact, you owe the world something. You owe the world your capacity to be able to make a message out of your mess and to impact the world. So always have the mindset that it is you that owes the world something. Nobody owes you anything. Somebody gave me something the other day and I said, oh, thank you very much. I said, Rafael, why are you always extra when people give you things? I said, because I don't live my life to expect things from people. I hardly get gifts. And that's why when you give me a gift, I'm like, ah, thank you so much. It means a lot to me. I'm extra appreciative because I'm the one that always gives. I don't live my life in such a way that I expect you to give me something. If I'm hungry, I will drink my gari very well in my closet. There are many days I've drunk gari and come on air. The life doesn't spoil. The life doesn't end there. The world doesn't end. Nothing spoils. So don't deceive yourself. A lot of us are living in self-deceit. That's why it's impacted refined. Nobody owes you anything. Because they saw Joseph into slavery, did he say, oh, my brothers owe me something? No. When his brothers came around in the end, he forgave and he gave them a lot. Because, you see, a lot of people fail to realize that it is the obstacle that is the way. Any great thing you want to do in Nigeria, if you face obstacle, it means that there's a way in there. Otto Schopenhauer said every great idea is first ridiculed. So they will first laugh at you. But before your idea becomes the orthodox idea. It is your never say die attitude that keeps you moving. The difference between a billionaire and a thousandaire is mental strength. I've talked to a lot of billionaires in my life. Interviewed them. And one question I always ask them is, how do you keep moving when you lose money? As they said, the hallmark of a billionaire is that you must have lost a lot. Except for every one billion you make, you must have lost five billion. And that's life. But the most important thing is, what's the mental strength to keep moving when you fall? Haven't you heard of people that have lost everything that have regained it? Some of them will go ahead to tell you that Even if I lose all my property today, as long as I have my brain and my heart to walk, I will regain everything. And that's why somebody was saying somewhere that they did a a survey that said if they take all the billions away from all the billionaires, like all the Dangote and Co. today, they take billions away from them. All the money, they take it away from them. And they say start afresh with other normal Nigerians. In the space of three, four years, they will be well ahead of other people that they were with when they took everything away from them. Why? Because what makes the billion is the is the mental strength, is the ability to take risk, is the belief in yourself. Let me ask you: When last have you bet on yourself? There are some people that have never bet on themselves in their life. When last have you bet on yourself? I tell yourself, this one is sure for me. I'm not saying bet, bet, football betting. That one is just another way of making other people rich. Like I tell people, 
when are you going to start betting on yourself? And for those that believe oh, in quick luck, football betting, you will never, you will never be richer than the betting company. Just have that at the back of your mind. So, question: When are you going to be the company? When are you going to bet big on yourself? It starts from having the mindset of nobody owes you anything. Stop complaining. You complain too much. You sit down there. You envy people. Ah, that boy we went to secondary school together. He's a millionaire now. Let me call him. Let me. He cannot say he doesn't know me. You are jobless. Joblessness key you. You know me. I'm very blunt on this show because this is my impact to the world. Joblessness key you. Is it for you to be talking about the fact that you went to school together? Why can't you create something out of your own life? Small minds talk about people. Great minds talk about ideas. So the fact that you are still sitting down and talking about people is an indication of the smallness of your mind. Talk about ideas and see how to grow the ideas. Network. When you meet people in your network, what do you talk about? Do you talk about idea? For everybody you meet, you must always have an idea ready for them. You must be an idea generator. Because it's ideas that rule the world. Ideas and, most importantly, implementation of ideas. My brother, my sister, nobody owes you anything. A big problem is that you've been thinking so much that anybody owes you anything. And maybe it's a wrong thinking. You remember Joseph in the Bible? If he thought that his brother owed him something so much after they betrayed him, do you think he'll ever get to anywhere he wants to get to? The fact that you think people owe you something is an indication of the failures you've had over your years in your life. So you need to stand up and take your life and stop begging around. Beg too much. Beggy, beggy. Give me this, give me that. You open your mouth sometimes to say, God bless you for all of us. Mm-mm. God is not a partial blesser. He has blessed all of us equally. But you need to activate your blessing by moving out to doing something for yourself. So stop begging people. Aren't you tired of begging? Don't you want to be a giver unto nations? And start today. And the good thing about it, you can start small. 5,000, 10,000, at least... Start trading. Do something. Do business. Get a value for your money. That's the alchemy of money. Money only grows when you invest it. And don't let anybody deceive you. I know people that have big real estate companies. They, how did they start? They started by selling real estate from some other people. So go around. Construction sites. Ah, who is the manager here? Please, I can help you market this house. Then go from people to me. The worst they will tell you is no. After every 10 no, they tell you, somebody will tell you yes. But the problem is a lot of people don't want to work free money. You just want to sit down. The Bible says a little sleep, a little slumber. A little folding of the house to sleep. So shall your poverty come. The only antidote to hard work is hard life. Things will be hard for you if you don't work hard. 
a little sleep, a little slumber. Oh, let me sleep a little bit. Oh, seven o'clock. Oh, let me sleep small. A little slumber, a little folding as to it. So shall your poverty come. It's in the book of Proverbs. Go to the ant, all you sluggard. Consider their ways and be wise. Who has no ruler, no overseer, no leader? Go to the ant, all you sluggard. The Bible says if you are a sluggard, go to the ant. And go and see the way the ant works hard. The ant works hard. Works hard. Gathers his food. Have you ever wondered how ants, as small as they are, could gather clay and build a big ant colony where their queen will stay? Have you ever wondered? Small ants. Always working. Even our God works. The Bible says, My father worked hitherto. What does hitherto mean? It's not big English. I'll break it down. It means up till now, God is working. You think God is not working? Heaven is a string and the earth is a full stone. You think it's not working? So if our God the Father can still be working hitherto, why can't you walk? Nobody owes you anything. And the realization of this will help you. You see, this message I preach today, in the next five years, will make some people millionaires. In the next five years, will make some people millionaires. And some people will just reduce it to great message. Another great message by Rufai. Time will tell. Let me take calls. I need to run. Time is morning. 0700. 993-993-993.